Join us online as we stream. You can catch any of our services on Facebook, YouTube, or at www.rdci.info. We might not be able to gather in the building, but you can still get to church. Stream on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Wednesdays at 12 noon and 7 p.m. And ladies, catch Women's Bible Study on Facebook, Fridays at 12 noon. for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is Get Your Mind Right by Bishop Herbert Bailey. In my prayer before the message, based upon Psalm 19 and 14, David prayed this. He said, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in in what? Not the church's sight, not the mother's sight, not the government's sight. God, I want my words And what I think about, what I meditate on, be acceptable in thy sight because you're my Lord, you're my strength, you're my redeemer. I'm more, God, I'm really concerned about pleasing you. When 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 our minds are right, y'all, we want to please God. I said, when our minds are right, we want, even if everybody else does this, that's not what, no, I got a mind, uh, Mother Bailey, my spiritual mother used to sing a song, I got a mind to live right. She used to get to rocking this song too, and get to do her little, oh yeah, and get to do her little dance. I got the mind to live right. Woo! I got a mind to live right every day. Then we hit the high note. Just teach me, gave me this mind to live right. I got a mind to live right every day. Do you have a mind to live right? God, everybody say, Lord, give me a mind to please you. And so, if we keep watching what everybody else doing, they're going to mess up your mind. Now, let me tell you what can really mess up your mind. I'm talking experience now, because which is why I know there's a challenge sometimes to get, keep your mind right. You'll see all the stuff other folks get away with. That's David, that, that's what he meant. He said, he said, when I look at the prosperity of the wicked, folks, I know. Doing wrong, acting wrong, thinking wrong. And look 
might they continue to prosper? And you say, well, they don't go to church. They don't tithe. I know her. She sleep with everybody. She ain't saving nothing for nobody. Look like she got promoted on a job. Look, they got a new car. I'm believing God for a child. And these, these people over here, they keep being baby mamas. I'm trying to do things right, trying to do things God's way. And if you look at other people, y'all, it can mess up your mind. Come on, wave at me. How does your boy, if you know what I'm talking about? So David said this, he said, God, regardless of other people, what other people are doing, he prays this prayer as a result of getting off, as a result of getting caught up. Y'all remember my preaching message about caught up? Ain't nobody got caught up since I started in the series on got caught up, did you? I preached the series so you won't get caught up. Nobody got caught up since then. I can bring notes back out. But he got caught up with, the, with Bathsheba and committed adultery and all that. And then, and then uh, Nathan comes and, and uh, raises his consciousness about what he's done against God, against Naaman, I mean, uh, God and against Uriah, the Hittite. And then, among other things, in his prayer of repentance, which is recorded in Psalm 51, he says, he says this to God. He said, God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. He said, God, I've gotten off. I let my flesh get carried away. I let me compare myself to other people mess me up. I let the prosperity of the wicked mess me up. I let the fact that I was raised saying I got to go to church every Sunday and I ain't go to church for a year and ain't nothing happened. Still got a job, still got money, ain't lost my car, the, the house ain't been repo. I don't need to go to church. Your life ain't going to fall apart if you don't go to church. Church is not that important anymore. I've let my circumstances change my theology. He said, God, I need you to create in me a clean heart and renew in me the right spirit. Can I have another? Give me the right mind. And have, help me have the mind, right mindset. To get your mind right, you got to get your thoughts right. To get your mind right, you got to get your thoughts right. For as a man thinketh, as he thinketh, so is he. I know what you're doing, but, but what you're doing means is a reflection of what you're thinking. To get your mind right, you got to get your thoughts right. Acts 8, 18 through 22, it tells us about this guy named Simon. Peter and John, I believe it was Peter and John, they had been preaching. And a lot of people got saved. I believe this was around Samaria. People got saved, joined the church, and got baptized. And then they start, he started laying hands on people, and people got filled with the Holy Ghost. But even before he starts talking about the Holy Ghost, it says that many believed and were baptized. It said, and Simon was baptized too. This guy, Simon, who's a sorcerer, who deals with familiar spirits, the one who was drawing people to himself, not directing people to Jesus. The Bible says he had bewitched the people, presenting himself as the great power of God. 
that he represents God or God is using me, but it was for his own purpose and to make money. Oh, you'll see much hasn't changed. And Simon also believed, the Bible said, and was baptized. Now, believing is personal. We can't tell what somebody believes, believes it's internal. And then he was baptized. Baptism is the Christian initiation rite. It's the rite of passage for a Christian. After you repent, after you get born again, we're baptized. Which represents old man being buried, being raised a new man in Jesus Christ. The old, the old man, the old life, the old sin, the old nature going down in the water, being buried. I'm being raised a new man, a new woman in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. That's what baptism represents. And Simon was baptized too. But I also know, I don't mean any harm here, as a little boy, little Baptist boy, 10 years old, you can be baptized and not get born again. Because all I want to do is join the choir. The junior choir at that. I want to join the junior choir. And they said, no, to join the junior choir, you got to join the church. So this particular Sunday, my grandmother said that Sunday, when Reverend Wright opened up the doors of the church, going up there. And I was sitting there, and this choir got finished singing, Oh, why not tonight? Oh, why will thou be saved? Then why not tonight? The doors of the church open. And I should sit there. I should be a couple of young people sitting. And my grandmother says, And I got up and I walked down front. Deacon shook my hand. Then he took me to this back room that I had never been to before. He took me to the back room. Asked me my name, my address. Wrote it down. And I think, I don't remember, they told me about Baptist. Next thing you know, a couple of Fridays later, they wrapped me up like a ghost. In white sheet. And they tried to drown me. And they, then they said, now you can join the choir. Now, the way I'm explaining to y'all is about how much sense it made to me. Y'all understand? No, nobody explained salvation to me. I went through the motions of joining the church and I was baptized. And I went down a 10-year-old dry sinner and I came up a 10-year-old wet sinner. Can anybody relate to that? Simon was baptized, but I'm going to show you he wasn't saved. Well, how are you going to say he's not saved? I'm going to show you he wasn't saved. Acts 8, 18 through 22, after he was baptized with them. And Simon, when he saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hand, the Holy Ghost was given. How did they know the Holy Ghost was given? Because they would lay hands on him and people came forth speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost was given. He offered them money. Saying, give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. And Peter said to him, thy money perish with thee. Modern translation, you and your money going to hell, Simon. Thy money perish with thee. Why? Because thou hast what? Come on, read with me, y'all. Because thou hast what? Because thou hast what? You mean I can go to hell because of what I think? 
Your mind is going to press with you because your mind's not right. Thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Your thinking is off. Verse 21, thou hast neither part nor lie. You have nothing to do with this because why? For thy, come on, read it with me. Thy heart is not right. When you get saved, what's the first thing that gets right? Your heart. Not your deeds. You're still shacking. You got to work it out. You got to believe that God can, that you don't have to lay up with somebody to get your rent paid. I know it's hard. You got to get your mind renewed. I know, I, 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 I know it's hard because you think that this is the, this the last train coming. Choo, 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 choo. I know it's hard, even though you know, even though you know this person ain't even a good boyfriend, how are we going to make a good husband? <laughs> even though you know, you already know he ain't a good father, he already got three kids. He can't take care of none of them, and now you won't have a baby with him. I don't be no harm. You being hard on the women. No, they, who, who doing this? And so you get saved, you come in with all of this. But the first thing gets right is your heart. And now because your heart gets right, activity changes. Decisions become different. Because you get your heart right. It all starts what? With your heart. And a lot of times people are trying to fix up the behavior, but your heart's not right. And Bishop Scotland Betty used to say this, when your heart's not right, then you're going for the motions. And then he used to say this, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Because your heart hasn't changed about that thing. Simon didn't get saved because his heart was wrong. The first thing he said, you got to get your heart right. Which brings me to the first thing I want to tell you what you got to do to get your mind right is repentance. You got to repent. Acts 18, keep reading, verse, verse 22. Peter says this to Simon, repent therefore of thy wickedness. What's the wickedness? The way you thinking. Repent of the wickedness and pray or ask God if perhaps the what? The thought of your heart may be forgiven you. He said, you got to get your mind right. If God's going to use you, if you're going to be in the house of God, you got to get your mind right. You'd be surprised how many people come to church with a wrong mindset. Man, this look like a big church, man. I can, man, if I get all these people in my downline, if I could, if I could get all these work people here in part of my network marketing business, this is, this be a good place to work that. Man, look all the fine women up in here. Yeah, Lord, some of them look real thirsty. Parched. Totally dehydrated. Oh, I'm going to have a good time up in here. You'd be surprised. The agendas that people come to church with because their heart's not right. You'd be surprised. The agendas that people have going into ministry or wanting to get in the platform. He said, you got to repent. That God forgive you of the thoughts of your heart. Repent of the, that the thought of your heart may. So sometimes, y'all, we know our thinking is off. And we're nursing those bad thoughts. 
We're nourishing that, that wrong mindset. We're justifying it. We got to first repent. God created me a clean heart. Renew within me the right spirit. God, my thinking is off. I let the fact that this relationship didn't work out. Get my thinking off. I let the fact of what I saw happen to somebody else that has nothing to do with me and I don't even know the details about it. Get my thinking off. I let the fact that there's some questions that I don't have answers to and because I don't have the answers, it's gotten my thinking off. So first you got to repent of Wrong thoughts and a wrong mindset. Secondly, now after we repent, we need renewal. Romans 12 and 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our minds got to be renewed. When we came into the kingdom of God, we came with a mindset of how we did things in the world, how we did things in the city. How we did things in the country, how we did things in our family, how we did things in our nation. uh, And and all of that comes from a world mindset, a world paradigm. But now we are in the kingdom of God and we got to think consistent with kingdom priorities. Be not conformed to this world, the world's way of doing things with its customs, its philosophies. But be transformed by allowing your mind to be renewed, renewing of your mind, that then you can prove or do or perform what is good, what acceptable, the and perfect will of God. I can't do what is good and acceptable, and I can't do the perfect will of God until my mind gets renewed. Well, I don't see anything wrong with your mind needs to be renewed. Well, this is the way I always thought. Well, your mind needs to be renewed. Well, my mama always told me when you, what your mama was telling you wasn't lined up with the word. Your mind got to be renewed. And in order to get a renewed mind, you need new information. You need new information. For your computer to operate right, it has to download or upload, whatever the case may be, the latest operating system. It needs a new information. It needs a, to get the bugs out. To keep it from operating so slowly. So we need mind renewal. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. It tells us as Christians that we should put off Concerning the former conversation, that word conversation there, it means lifestyle. It means conduct. It's not talking about dialogue between two people. Put off concerning the former conversation lifestyle of the old man, which is what? It's corrupt. It's corrupt because some wrong stuff got in there. A government becomes corrupt by people thinking wrong. By having wrong People with wrong agendas in positions of authority. Are y'all with me here? He said, your old lifestyle, the old man is corrupt. According to the deceitful lust, verse 23, and be what? Renewed where? In the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. 
Christians should live a life of righteousness and true holiness, but that can't happen until we put off the old man and put on the new man. Stop asking God to do it. He said, you put it on. You got this new information. You know how you ought to live, how you ought to be doing things, how, how you ought to prioritize things. Put it on. The same day, same day that we talk about put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. When, when, when we telling y'all and exhorting you in praise and worship to put on the garment of praise, we're not saying, come on, just stand there and let praise fall on you. Come on, praise, get on me. Get on me, praise. When we say, put on the garment of praise, we say, come on, come on, raise your hand. Get on up, leap for joy. Come on, put on the garment of praise. Make yourself praise. You got to make a decision to put on this new man. Otherwise, you'll continue to operate in the old man, the old woman, the old boy, the old girl, the old way of thinking, the way, the way you were raised. Come on. Everybody mama in here. How many of y'all realize some ways you was raised was wrong? The rest of y'all still scared your mom going to slap you upside your head. She, she, boy, that camera might be on me. Oh, oh, you went to church. Tell me you, you, you're wrong. I raised you wrong, huh? I'll show you wrong. Boys, y'all traumatized. Camera wasn't even on you. You got mask on. All of us, we know the stuff the way we was raised was wrong. My, they tell me my, one of my grandsons, my, I lose count of them, my, my third, my third, my third grandchild, Tyler Jr. Uh, his mama keeps saying, that he getting bullied at school. He won. Gonna be two. And he got a, he got scratches and marks. So we sit down at breakfast there. I said, look at this. Look at this. I said, do this. I said, wait till you get close. I said, gotta get that Mike Tyson. The one right here. Mm. And Kendra said, don't teach him to do that. Don't, don't. I said, no. So Pastor Marcia said, well, you don't have to do that. Just do it like this. <laughs> but see, after he do this, I'm trying to get him to give him the uppercut. We from the hood. In Jersey City. And Newark especially. I was scared of people from Newark. I, I thought it was tough till I met Newark people. You know, you had to fight. You, if you came home and told your mama or your brothers and sisters you was bullied, they show you what bullying is. Oh, oh you, you, you was what? We was raised... To do certain things and act certain ways. We know it wasn't consistent with, with the word. And yet we keep saying, well, the way I was always taught. No, put on the new man. Let your mind get renewed. Okay, let me go a little deeper. Well, this is the way I've always been. But you're a new creature now. According to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. All things have passed away. All things become new. Well, you, you know I was this way. I, you, you knew I was this way when you married me. But we've been in the church for 10 years. You keep hearing all his words. You go to man to man. You go to swatter. You should have arisen to your authority by now and take authority over your flesh. 
See, we want to keep talking about what we used to be. And how about this one? How about this? Let somebody get on, on your nerve. You want to take your testimony back. Let me tell you something. I ain't always been saved. Let me tell you something. You don't know me. I know I'm, I'm from the streets. You want to take your testimony back. No, put on a new man. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Come on, y'all. We got to get our minds right. So first we got to repent. Then we need renewal. The third thing, we, I added one here for those who were here last night and think you just going to sleep on me because you heard this last night. Just tune in because I changed it. Get your notebook back out. <laughs> Number three, removal. You got to remove some things. You gotta, if, if, if you want to get your mind right, you got to remove some things and you got to remove some people. I know we don't like that, but if our mind's going to be right. We got to remove some things and we got to remove some people. First Corinthians 5, 7 and 8. He said, purge out, purge out, get rid of. Therefore, the old leaven, those little things that become big things. Leaven is the yeast that goes in the bread that makes it rise. Get rid of the old leaven that you may be a new lump as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened. And leaven here is representative of sin. But, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Verse 10. Yet not altogether. Ver, verse 9. He says, I wrote to you an epistle. Okay, it's really believed that there's three epistles of Corinthians. We got two, but we record this one here in first Corinthians. And Paul says, I wrote to you before. So there's one we don't have. He said, I wrote you an epistle not to keep company with fornicators. He said, I told you, you got to watch who you hanging around. And then he goes a little deeper. He says, uh, in verse 10, yet not altogether the fornicators of this world. He said, I ain't talking about you can't be around no fornicator because if you can't be around no fornicator, y'all can't go to work. <laughs> I ain't going to no pub. I can't. Nah, I ain't going to no Publix now. That public, that food line, there'd be all kind of fornicators up in there. <laughs> now nah, I just ain't going. So Paul said, you can't get away from all the fornicators of the world. He said, or with the covetous or the extortioners or with the idolaters who are in the world. For then you must needs go out of the world. He said, you can't separate yourself from everybody who's doing wrong and wickedness and sin. But verse 11, he said, but now I've written unto you not to keep company. If any man that was called a brother. Oh, now he's talking about the church folks. He ain't talking about the sinners on the job. You have to be intentional about spiritual things and spiritual matters. This pandemic has caused many to have misplaced priorities. It's time for Christians to take back our life and be what God created us to be. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or order online at www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for Get Your Mind Right. 
As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, women's Bible study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.